Life is full of personal wins. Whether it's cleaning your house, getting that dream car, or checking off your to-do list, winning at life is a great feeling. And with the State Farm Personal Price Plan, you can keep winning when you create an affordable price just for you by bundling home and auto. So give yourself a round of applause. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with a personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash Wondery and use code Wondery for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash Wondery, code Wondery. Greetings, Huggable Podcastlings. Welcome to the Nerdist Podcast number 58. Our second guestless podcast. I promised myself I wouldn't cry. And I'm not. The song you're listening to in the background is called Gacy. It is from the Sufjan Stevens remix album, Illin Noise, by MC DJ. Who could have thought a song about professional clown and murder enthusiast John Wayne Gacy could have such fresh beats? But here we are. And now on to the business of the day, which is the following... I will be coming to tell stand-up comedy jokes at the Wilbur Theater in Boston on April 9th. Now, this is very important because the Wilbur Theater seats about a thousand people, and that is a way larger venue than I've ever tried to perform alone in before. Uh, And if I were being completely honest with you, I would tell you that I'm shitting my pants about it right now a little bit. Uh, cause I, I don't know if that many people will come out to see me. And if they do, it'll be awesome! Incredibly awesome! Because that means that I can get some theater shows going and we will be able to continue to do the Nerdist Podcast and give it away for free. Uh, which would be great. So, you know, I don't want to sound like I'm begging, but if you have ever been entertained even one minute by this podcast and you live in or near the Boston area... Please come to that show. Uh, it would really mean a lot to me. And uh, I will come out after the show uh, and chest bump. I will chest bump each person who comes to that show. And if a thousand people show up, I will fucking chest bump 1,000 people in appreciation for showing up. I really want this to be an event. You want to show up in costume? Show up in costume. It will be a fucking fun show. So please come. You can get the ticket link on Nerdist.com over in the sidebar where it says, Look at me, I'll have a link to the Wilbur Theater. Or you can go to TheWilburTheater.com. That's The Wilbur, W-I-L-B-U-R, and then Theatra, the British spelling. That's how fancy it is. God damn it, I need to fill a British spelling theater. Okay, enough of this desperate begging shit. Now on with the guestless podcast number 58, which uh, we recorded up at SF Sketchfest, which was a fucking blast. Uh, we did do the podcast with Zach Galifianakis. I will be putting that up Monday. It, the show was incredible, and Zach was great. So uh, until then, here's a little aperitif to tell you over the Nerdist podcast number 58 with Guestless. Wilbur Theater, April 9th. Now entering... Nerdist.com There we go. Yeah, there you go. Recording. Yes. We should be. Holy shit. Uh, I just had lunch with Adam Savage, and he gave me, <laughs> as a present, an exact replica. I mean, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a replica guy. Yeah, yeah. It is, it is an exact replica of the Time Bandits map. Wow. On canvas. That's great. And uh, I said, I just kind of jokingly, I was like, oh, yeah, it'd be really cool if it had all the creases from the fold, like the way it was folded. And he goes... 
I actually have a tutorial that will show you how to do that. <laughs> and so he's going to email me a tutorial so I can put all the exact folds in it. That's amazing. Oh. And then, uh, then after you fold it and crease it a bunch and kind of wear it down, are you going to frame it? Yeah, although I don't know if I should crease it and fold it. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, it is, but I mean, yeah. yeah. But it would look cooler. Because it would look like an old pirate map that, like, you know, from the one from Goonies where it's like they had framed, you know? Yeah, but if I fuck it up, I'm going to be so devastated. Yeah, that's true. true. I'm going to be so devastated. It's so satisfying. I, you know, one of my, one of my favorite things, weirdly, in that movie, besides the rest of the movie, is (laughs) just how satisfying the weight and the feel of the map sounded in the movie when Ralph Richardson takes it at the end and, like, shakes the, you know, they shake the dust off it. I let you borrow my map, you know, like it's... (laughs) And now, now I have it. The only thing I can't figure out is if, if the time hole map is actually uh, corresponds to the script, or if it's just sort of a oh, we just had someone design a random. Yeah, yeah, we never get a good look at it, so you know. Those Brits, they sure know how to do time travel stuff. Uh, it's a it's like Terry Gilliam is an American. It's like the after the fact maps they draw of Star Trek Galaxy. All right, you're right. Terry Gilliam Terry is way Gilliam. American, but he's kind of an expat, right? Yeah. I don't know, now he's, he lives in America again. Does he? I think. I feel like he's in France. Yeah. Is he in France? I feel like that. I don't know why. Or is he I in Paris, that. Texas, and that's why you got confused. Oh, it's so, probably it, you guys. That's probably it. Uh, we're here at the punchline in the green room in a very So if you hear awkward configuration talking in the background like I do, that's who it is. Cleaning crew? Should I should I ask them if they should? No, they, I mean, they got to set up the. It's all right. I said no. It's all right. Hey, we're recording something in here. If there's, if there's any way, just like, I know, want to, don't want you to not conduct your business, but we're we're just picking up all of it. Gotcha. <laughs> Sorry about that. No, no, no. I want those men killed. That's uh, Chris taking care of business right there. I want those yeah. men killed. PCB. Uh, yep. Taking Chris's T-C- business. Taking Chris's business. TCBY. That's what you say when you're on your way to the bathroom, right? Yep. Taking Chris's business. Well, actually, uh, I'll take a crap and then smear TCB with a lightning bolt and poop yeah, yeah. Uh, on the on the. Do on you the let wall. it dry and then use it as like a medallion? I don't know what happens here. afterwards. Okay. I can't. I can't keep track of all this it. stuff. Yeah. All I can do is just create the magic and then just walk away. Let the let the chip let, let the ships fall where they may. Like graffito tagging, just do it yeah. and walk away. <laughs> That's right. I'm the Banksy of shitting. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Except that... now we know your identity. Ah, oh, fuck! Oh, I ruined no. it already. Damn it! Oh, I'm no good at this. And I just started it. You're the worst bank. Man, I literally within 30 seconds, I, I already, I already ruined it. We should have, uh, we should say we're having Banksy on, but then just have like a guy with a modulated voice. <laughs> just, just like say it's him. Oh, you totally that's could. A, that's a Banksy move. You totally could. That move is so Banksy. I mean, you know, to think about it, if you really think about it, we we could do that with a few different things. Like we could have Stephen Hawking on. Yeah. <laughs> The, the, I, the possibilities I, are. I have him read things to me at night. Just the Stephen. You know Stephen Hawking? Hawking? Yeah, sure. That's pretty great. I know his voice box. It lives in my Apple computer. Really? I forget the name of that voice. There's have you ever played with that? The voice feature on yeah. the iOS. There's like a bunch of different voices. One of them is the Stephen Hawking. We used to play with that in Microsoft, like in the old, like when I had PCs, where yeah. you would go through and be like, "Hello, my name is Dennis." Like this weird. <laughs> yeah. Sort of like it's not even. No, no one talks right. that way. Yeah, they still they just can't master the cadence. When yeah. I was eight, uh, seventeen, it was the funniest thing to say. You suck cock in all those different voices. Yeah, the um, eight is still funny. <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm in my thirties. Uh, Deanna's cat like jumped on my computer, and then it started something where like every time I put my mouth over something, it would read it out, like it would say it in the computer voice. Really? Like, oh, your mouse over? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Like, Universal I, access. Yeah, I had no idea that wasn't even a thing on it, but somehow my girlfriend's cat, Deanna's cat, just figured out how to turn it on, and I had no idea how to turn it on. I don't know if the cat figured it out. How long have you had a super cat? Or if it accidentally... The super cat, uh, which I found near uh, Nim. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> even some really smart rats with staffs. I don't know. what is this like the premise of a bad 80s movie? Like, I don't know. I just found this cat near all these drums of radioactive waste. Yeah, and exactly. Now it's a super cat. Do you didn't think it was weird that it was glowing? I don't know. It's the 80s. Is That's that, everyone's explanation in 80s movies. Is that how Air Bud started to be really good at basketball? Maybe. Yep. It was radioactive. Or he yeah. was just born. He was just born good. He was born good, guys. Air There's Bud, nothing in the thing. rules about a dog not being able to play. He's right. He's right. Game on. <laughs> Technically, it doesn't say that. That's why now there's chipmunks in the NBA because the lawyers didn't go through. The following season, they immediately changed the law or rule, I suppose. No dogs. The next season, someone's and got it. It's called the Air Bud Clause. 
<laughs> the, the, the next season, because they put the dog thing in there, and, and someone's like, I got an alpaca who can make free throws. And they're like, fuck! And they just have to go through. And it's just like the, the documents are now it took like. Them 30 years to write yeah. no one other than human beings. Every time yeah. they identify a new species, they have to exactly. go in and put that in there. It's like, like oh, this isn't an air buddy. <coughs> these are air buddies. It's like, ah, oh, puppies! Oh. Um, yeah, that movie was terrible. I really thought it would be good. What? When I was a kid. I oh, when like, you oh, were a Air kid. Bud's gonna be good. I don't know. I don't know if that's. <laughs> I don't know if that's a thing. Any like, you're smart. Angels in the Outfield. I thought. Oh would yeah, be Angels great. in the Outfield. And great. it was Rookie of the Year. Fantastic. Yeah, uh, Rookie of the Year. Angels in the Outfield. There was one other one. Uh, Major Big League or Major League. Major Little League. Big no, League. No, Little Big League. Didn't see any. Of, I, all I saw was Major League. I didn't yeah. see any of those other ones. Little Big. There, there was a rash of kids in baseball. Mm-hmm. Uh, a- Angels in the Outfield was a Disney. Um, when they threw their hat in, I had Christopher Lloyd as yeah. an angel mm-hmm. in the outfield. Uh, Tony Danza was in that. Um, and uh, the kid was fucking uh, with the guy from uh, Inception. George, Joseph Gordon-Levitt was JGL. Was oh, the kid yeah. oh, I didn't realize yeah. that, uh, that Danza and Lloyd were reunited from their taxi exactly, days. Exactly, exactly. Angels in the outfield. But only in post. It was, yeah. bad, news, uh, bad News Bears was a, was a pretty fun baseball. The original Bad News Bears, which was great. When you watch it now and you realize, insane. like, when you, when you see what... What they would, what they got away with in a kids movie, like all the kids were drinking beer and swearing yeah. and saying the n word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it was pretty. I thought Sandlot got pretty, pretty close to like kids being ruckusy. I didn't see it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that was, that was a good Sandlot one. was. Re- I really liked that movie. Jim Jones. What was the uh, What was the Keanu Reeves one where he coaches a bunch of inner city kids or something like that? Oh, what is that? I'm called? a coach. Yep. Oh, I'm sorry. I was thinking of Matrix League. Matrix League, oh, where shit. Neo goes in and <laughs> teaches kids that there is no spoon. Oh my God, was that? Were you setting that up, or was that? Did that come to you after you? you were it trying? came to me after I because okay. there really is a Keanu Reeves movie. Because <laughs> yeah, I, I still can't think of what that would be. And I was like, was it just like a really smooth fucking setup? No, it was not a setup. It was not a setup at all. No, it's impressive. What is it though? Called that's really good. Awesome. I'm, I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up on the Internet Movie Database. Uh, I'll, I'll listen for interviews. App on Mac phone. That's the thing. That's uh, anytime there's a question. That's what uh, Blank Compassion, the web soup writers room, does. It's just like if only there were some way. If there were a <laughs> worldwide web of information yeah. that could possibly. All right, it's not Devil's Advocate, and it certainly the wasn't my father. Wasn't Constantine? Spoiler I'm an alert! Angel. Uh, it's gonna darnly thumbsucker Ellie Parker. Something. Something's gotta give. Uh, Matrix Revolution. Kids are in the Matrix. And Parenthood. Matrix. Hardball. Oh, I don't, even, I don't. That doesn't sound familiar at all. Hardball. It was called Hardball. Two thousand one. What's, what's the synopsis? Uh, here we go. <laughs> Do you want to just read the synopsis, this or is, is there a particular? Should I read the synopsis in the style of anything? Oh, um, read the synopsis in the style of a very classy British uh, movie reviewer. Hardball. Two thousand and one. <laughs> the plot summary is as follows. A nameless young man who is scalping tickets, gambling and drinking, agrees to coach a little league team from the Cabrini Green Housing Project in Chicago as a condition of getting a loan from a friend. Sounds like a romp. <laughs> you, just, you just nailed the accent that is British and gay. I did. Yeah. That's all of them. Well... The that British accent is inherently gay. Yeah. That was very specifically gay. The British accent is inherently gay. Yeah. <laughs> the, but in a good way. Like, yeah, I'm no, gay for it. Fine. I would yeah. tell, yeah, I tell yeah, if I like a fucking accent in the mouth, I'm it would be the British accent. I would, really? Yeah, it's weird, right? <laughs> uh, what's the uh, idiocracy? Uh, he talks all gay. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like that movie? I haven't seen it. That's weird. I thought you like things that are good and funny. That's weird. You said that to me a year ago when I said I haven't seen that. Yeah, exactly. That's why I said it again. Make out. Make out. Make out. <laughs> <laughs> just, watch, just watch the intent. You know, it's funny. Just Joe and I see you just scoot forward a little on your seat. Like, I just see the, like, the... Really? Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I am shooting lasers through you with my eyes. Joe's favorite thing to say to me is, oh, I thought you liked comedy. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes I get surprised where you know, like it's like I, I, you know, I'm a big fan of comedy, so I seek out the things that are good. And yep. you want to see it's like, did you like Office Space? Yes. And you're a big fan of it, right? I enjoyed it. Yeah, exactly. So if that guy puts out another movie, don't you want to go and see that movie? Yeah, sure. Yeah, that makes that sense. A reason. Yeah, exactly. Got lost in the shuffle of whatever time period that came out. 
I was in college. Well, it just kind of got shit out. It was only in the theaters for a week. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, uh, you know, Terry Crews as President Camacho, that is a fucking performance that deserves an award. It reminds me of something I heard Saget say once where someone said some, someone in the room said, oh, is this, I don't remember what the song was, but uh, is this is this album any good? And he goes, yeah, it's great if you've never heard other music. <laughs> like, oh, that, was, that was a good snipe. <laughs> that was a really good snipe. Sagated. Damn. Yeah. We're going to get him on. Bob said he would come on the podcast. Yeah. I'm shifting so my leg doesn't hurt. No one could see that. <laughs> leg still hurts. I can hear it. I heard it. You heard it? Yeah. Well, you got the headphones on. Yeah. Yeah. You're the tech guy, apparently. Yeah. On this podcast, uh, <laughs> we got a broken iPod. <laughs> we uh, we're at SF Sketchfest, and we're doing we've been doing a ton of shows. We by by the time this goes up, the Zach Galifianakis uh, will have been up. We'll, we'll have will have been up. That uh, was a crazy night, huh? It really was. It was <laughs> it was crazy. I I cut out the uh, the audience questions. That's good. So that's just for. Uh, that's just for About everyone that was there. 450 or 500 lucky people that were in there with Well, it's just that, they, you know, we've it. done audience questions before at live podcasts, and, you know, people haven't oh, been yeah. particularly psychotic, but for some reason, they were just fucking kook bags. Yeah, I brought out the weirdos, man, and I, uh, I'm pretty sure some of those weirdos are listening to this right now. I meant, I meant wonderful consumers of this podcast. Yeah. Subscribe! Um, <laughs> no, it just, it was like, there was one woman that just wouldn't get off the stage, like, she came up on the stage, and... Who, how did Zach that happen? Her? Yeah, Zach brought her up. Did he? Yeah. That yeah. was a mistake. Yeah. Yeah, you never do that. That was a mistake. I just, I feel like some people in the audience, there were questions, like, they weren't mic'd very well, so that you, you couldn't really hear them, and, yeah. and it was just like, you had to be there to experience the, yeah. the questions, and I, so... I, um, I jokingly, like, as a, when one guy was asking a question, I, like... Put it in his put, face. Put it in his face, and thinking that was so funny... And then, like, uh, he kind of laughed, and then I did it again, and then he, like, did that slow kind of push away, push my hand away. Oh, yeah, boundary issues. And, like, yeah, and, like, I totally, did, you know, because it was, just what so, was, funny it was is, so chaotic. It but. was only funny for me and you, because we were the only two people that could see that. Yeah, he had yeah. Back the angle the you were asking. If someone put a dick in his face and he didn't want it at some point in his life, and was that what that, that was, was what bringing it was, up? Yeah, yeah, bringing it up. And then you said, oh, it's a, use my mic, his smells like whiskey and sadness. Yes, <laughs> it did. The, the comedian microphone smelled terrible. Because it's just comics just talking to a microphone and, you know, just randomly spitting. Spitting at yeah. points throughout the day, and it's usually they're spitting out booze or rage or whatever, what have you, and uh, it just never, ever, and the no stand-up room mic ever smells good ever. And the word, the, the shit that's going through your head is we were doing a bit, and then you accidentally poke yourself in the lip with it. You're just uh, like, well, I guess I'll enjoy whatever I just caught because. Yeah. It's. I think I'm gonna. I, I might be one of those crazy people that ultimately starts bringing my own mic around. Number Problems. one. Number one because the mics at comedy clubs are notoriously bad anyway. They're yeah. just basically like yeah. PA grade mics. Mm-hmm. And number two, they're always fucked up and they sound bad. And I have to shout more because they're not good mics. I yeah. think I might just or at buy the very a least bring mic. a Lysol wipe. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. That doesn't help the sound. You know, Rollins. Yeah. Rollins brings his own mic wherever he goes. He brings a Shure. Even if he's not doing a show. Even if he's not doing a show, he just does it so he can rap something. Fuck you, hipster. <laughs> just walks down the street. Mr. Rollins, you're in Whole Foods. What, uh... Well, you're fucking doing nothing, hipster. What are you doing with your life? <laughs> Jesus. Where do I find the alternative baking company cookies? I really like pumpkin spice. <laughs> Henry, Mr. Rollins, please. I need grass <laughs> fed beef. <laughs> I, I, uh, I've been having an, a pretty amazing time, though. We did the music show last night. We did two music shows last night. I heard you. I was next door in a cafe. Oh, you were? <laughs> like, listening. Yeah, it was yeah. Uh, Garfunkel and Oates and Mike Furman and uh, Keckner and... You what? We couldn't get in. You couldn't get into what? The music show. Why? I don't know. We didn't try hard enough? Yeah. <laughs> Why didn't you just text me? Uh, no, because you were awesome. We didn't want to bug you. We don't want to bother you. Yeah. And then, like, we tried, we're like, we're like, oh, well, Eli Brain's probably just sitting around. And then he's like, he's like don't get a guest list, man. Sorry. You should have just texted me. Yeah. I can't. I feel terrible, you guys. Oh no, no, it's, it's fine. Okay. We were just, we were just wandering around. We hung out and then I went to Viva Variety, yeah. which was great. I'm sure it was. Yeah. It's a good time seeing. I heard. Uh, I heard that um, Toby Huss's character. Yes. Uh, which is what's the uh, the 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 lounge singing? The lounge singing. Oh, character. Rudy Cassoni. Rudy Cassoni. I heard he really tore into you. Not really, but it was I heard funny. it from two different people. It how, was funny. how he fucking tore you apart. <laughs> He didn't tear me apart. I heard he really just eviscerated. Make me. out, make <laughs> out, make out. Uh, no, it was really funny. He was like, uh, "Hey, uh, maybe next time you leave, you button up the shirt, huh?" Oh Jesus! <laughs> maybe we just do three. Jesus! When you're leaving the house, then afterwards, do whatever you want. Nice. <laughs> you know, uh, 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 the show was a blast. Uh, 
Furman, everyone crushed, actually. Everyone crushed. I'm nice. so sorry you guys didn't get into the show, but you're doing your meltdown show tonight. Tonight is my meltdown show. I'm I mean, it'll, it will have happened by the time this guy. Yeah, I think yeah. people understand. What are you worried about? It was, it was, I don't know. It's a huge room, that room. Yeah. I'm like, this podcast, yeah, cops, this this podcast could fill it along with Zach Galifianakis, but, uh, you know, and the lineup tonight is going to be great. Yeah. Uh, but it's just, it's just me and Kumail. And, you yeah. know, Deanna's yeah. showing some cartoons. But it's going to be know? great. Yeah, yeah. You'll be fine. Who, be fine. who else is on the show? Uh, we got Rich Fulcher, Tom Lennon. Rich Fulcher. Rich Fulcher. He's going to come on the podcast. We talked about it. Oh, really? Yeah. That's great. I, I still fucking tell everybody about his jokes. Uh, you know. He did He did, He did. did your favorite joke the other night. Oh, he did? We, we, did the, he was, we were on the um, Tig Has Friends, the Tig Notaro stand-up yeah. show, and he did the joke, but he didn't do it as Ted Knight. Oh, he did it as um, he did it as the guy who played uh, Doctor Doctor Smith. Oh, really? From uh, from uh, Lost, Lost in space. space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. Yeah, that's weird. He's Maybe he switched it up. Maybe. Maybe he's changing. Uh, but anyway, uh, who else is on the show? Uh, we got April Richardson. Mm-hmm. AP. She's AP. great. She writes for Chelsea now. I see her. She, I see a- her AP every on Chelsea. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, um, AP. AP is her Twitter name. A P E Y. Yeah, yeah. She's also an AP. And she's also <laughs> weird. Yeah, I know. And her name's April. Yep. Which starts with an AP. Yep. And she likes to shop at the A and P. A and P. A and P Future Store. Um, and then uh, who else is on the show? Michael Ian Black was supposed to be on it, but he's leaving this evening before the show. And um, yeah, I think it's going to be great. You know, me and Kamel. Deanna well, Meltdown Cartoon. is such a fucking awesome show. Uh, we're hoping it translates. That Jonah Ray does every Wednesday uh, at Meltdown Comics in Los Angeles. Thanks. Actually, uh, oh, this won't this this won't go up in time. But we're going to be on uh, Carson Daly next. Um, we'll have been on Carson we'll Daly. We'll have been on Carson Daly. So we're at the top right now. That's pretty sweet. Nowhere to go, yeah. but. Two other shows. Time to self-destruct. Yeah. <laughs> it is time to sabotage this success exactly, bubble. Exactly, yeah. Things I, are going way too well. You're getting well. pretty tired of it, huh, Jonah? Uh, Showing up every week, uh, trying yeah. to cut with material. Yeah, yeah, I guess you're it's right. tough, huh? It is. I'd rather just stay at home. You know, yeah. what, you know what I love? Is it, what, what's so fun about these festivals, about doing festivals in general, personally, and I'm not just saying this because my girlfriend, Jana Varney, uh, is one of the co-creators and co-producers of the festival. I really think SF Sketchfest is the best comedy festival in the United States. Without a doubt, when you look at the lineups and the people who could, that they get year after year, yeah. almost every show sells yeah. out. The and, crowds are great. And it's not even just the people. It's the variety of the types of comedy shows yeah. that they put together here yeah. and the events. It's like, that's the thing that you don't really see at other comedy uh, uh, festivals. It's like, it's like, you know, they're doing, they're having, you know, uh, they're showing high anxiety and then there's, you know, like, uh, yeah. what's her face is going to be? Cloris Leachman is going to be there, you know, to talk about it. It's like, you know, they have cinematic Titanic guys. They have, they, they get, they have reunions. They have, you know, conversational things. Mm-hmm. You're going to like, uh, you're doing the stuff with the Zucker brothers. Yeah. Zucker brothers and Jim Abrams and Robert Hayes. We're going to watch airplane at the Castro theater. And then I'm going to do, a, you know, like a, a moderator panel with them and then do Q and a, that's, that's the best part about this festival is it, it's, it's more than just a, like, you know, just comedians. Oh yeah. And they had a, they had a Brian Henson in conversation with Neil Patrick, ha- Patrick right. Harris. And, yeah. and then Brian did a puppet demonstration and they had Dick Cavett and Conan O'Brien last year. Like, this festival is fucking insane. Yeah, yeah it's insane. insane. So it's, uh, and I don't mean this to sound like a commercial for the festival, because, I mean, it legitimately, when I look at the lineups and what they, it really is just the three of them, Janet, David, and Cole. Yeah. And they, they, they fucking do it every year. This is their 10th year. And, you know, like around November, every day of hers is just yeah. spoken for. And so yeah. if you're listening out there next year, plan a trip to San Francisco. Pick it a really, weekend it really in is January and February. It, it, really, it really is Just for it. three days, you're going to yeah. see like a, like seventeen great shows yeah. if you're here Imagine for three days. Though, if this was just one week of just insanity, I know uh, the festival heads the, would the, blow up. The I festival think. is three weeks long. Yeah, so yeah. it's you know there's they do like there's like a hundred shows in three yeah, weeks, it's, but I, each yeah. weekend is like this is a great weekend. This is a great weekend. This is a great weekend. Yeah, it was hard. Yeah, I mean, we wanted to go up last weekend. I um, want to go next week. Yeah, so. Well, but what I love is that you see, you get we get to see and 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 not just this festival, but when you do festivals in general, it's kind of nice. It's sort of like comedy trade shows where you get to see comics that you never hang out, you get to hang out with because everyone is you know lives in different parts of the country. It's comedy summer camp. It is comedy summer camp. Yeah, and yeah. and I was talking to and I, I felt like a I, I felt like a big pussy uh, with my comedy because I don't do a lot. I don't perform in L.A. a lot anymore. Yeah. Because uh, I'm performing on the road so much, and I ran into. Uh, 
And I did uh, Tig Has Friends, which uh, was Tig's show, and Kyle Dunnigan, who was fucking hilarious, hosted the show. And Kyle and Tig have been going out around and just doing shitty open mics around L.A. Yeah, she was telling me about just that. Just for, yeah. like, just to do shows every night, you know? And I was like, really? Because I feel like at a certain point, if you're just performing for... I mean, not in the beginning. It's If you're first starting out doing comedy, it is important to get up on stage as much as possible. Yep. No matter what. Just you talking in front of people... And figuring out how you communicate your yeah. stand-up is important. Just as important as writing. But the when journey. you've been doing comedy for like over ten years, then you, you sort of be like, ah, but if I'm, you know, is this really going to be helpful for me? And she said, honest to God, it absolutely was. Like even even where she, you know, even where she's at, uh, and how how you know how pretty solid her voice is in her writing and her comfort level. She said, you know, like they they said that being accountable to write jokes to have to perform every night was was invaluable. Yeah. Yeah. So then I just felt like a giant comedy pussy. I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to go perform at a laundromat. Yeah, <laughs> just because the thing is, though, and uh, she, when I was talking to her about that, you know, she said the same thing that it was in my head. She's, I said, is it fucking soul sucking and horrible? Something? She said, yeah, most of the time it's just horrible, and it's and you go, oh, why did I fucking bother driving all the way to Santa Monica to do this coffee shop? You know, I love it. I can't wait to do that again. I used to do it all the time. <laughs> I'm not kidding, I but can't. I have to. I work. Countdown. Countdown, yeah, the, right. the Myra Countdown Clock. What nights do you not work? Uh, Wednesday, usually at Meltdown. No, uh, well, I go. I've I haven't I've missed like what like three? No, you've been to like three. No, I've been to like five. <laughs> Chris, leave us alone. Oh, you guys. oh, you're like a married couple. I love it. I love it so much. I love watching. Uh, I love watching you guys needle each other. It's so entertaining. Sorry, that's fucking great. Don't apologize. It is. It is. It is ceaselessly entertaining to me. Uh, wow. Well, I'm trying to think of what other nights I don't work. I mean, you guys still have separate bank accounts, right? <laughs> For now, but we're talking about... Uh, yeah, it's really awkward. We're both up here with our girlfriends. Getting into a mutual fund. Uh, yeah. That's why that's why you're, they're off together somewhere. Yeah, exactly. They worked out yesterday in their jeans. Yeah. It's like Mickey Rourke. Like, is there, we didn't know there'd be a gym. I heard, I heard the mixture works out in his jeans. That's Does what he? I heard. Yeah, I heard... The, when he was in between his career... Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was the nicest way I could put that. Uh, he would... I heard... Between, between Diner and The Wrestler. I heard... <laughs> I heard... Well, nine and a half weeks. Uh, I heard that he would go to the Gold's Gym in Hollywood like and work out in jeans. I see that sometimes. I see... At my gym, I see just guys show up because they're just doing weights with their arms. It, so to me, it just... just I don't just, remember... Yeah, denim is scrapey. Gym, but they're not moving around. Don't they're not they have dress codes? No. No. Certainly not. You gold. have to wear clothes. Yes, well, that's the code. That. <laughs> that's the dress code. The dress code is that you have to dress. If yeah. I, I, I don't know what gym it was that I used to go to that had a dress code. I thought it was a Gold's gym. No, maybe it's the LA Fitness has a dress code. Really? Yeah, no jeans, no uh, khaki shorts. You have to wear workout pants. Sounds like oh, Catholic high school. Yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah. That, that, that was our dress code was that we couldn't wear jeans and we had to wear collared shirts. Could I wear... I'm trying to think if I could... Wear jeans. No, I could never wear jeans. Except Friday. Casual Friday. A lot of fun. Wait, no jeans. Can you wear... And you probably can't wear offensive shirts. Yeah. Like, yeah. you can't You can't be a dude that has a shirt with air I like, on I like no, LA I, Fitness. I would go if it was open past 11 o'clock. Like, it's 11 p.m. and it's closed. So I go to 24-hour fitness in Koreatown. Really? Ugh. Yeah. Mm. So you just told everyone where you work out so people can come... Uh, Please, come. Oh, tell them about the... Uh... Oh yeah, so we're doing a we're doing a show, One Star. Who's Weir? Oh, Tom Lennon and myself uh, are putting together a show called One Star at the UCB in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. We will be having actors slash comedians. I believe the two of you are coming. As correct? far as I know, yes. Uh, and we'll be reading dramatic readings of the uh, reviews on Yelp for Twenty Four Hour Fitness in Koreatown. But and, and is, there's a bunch of. Are you announcing the lineup, or are you going to... Well, I was already announced. The show's already sold out. Oh, oh. what well, the fuck are you telling people about it for? Well, Here's the thing you can't come to. Can't come yeah. to. No. Well, when you do it again, though, when you do it again. We're thinking about Isn't doing it Patton's twice. doing the show, right? Patton Oswalt, John Cho, uh, Weird Al, uh, Kevin Pollock's doing it, you guys are doing it, Cedric Yarborough is doing it. Cedric Yarborough has one of the funniest lines in Black Dynamite. Cedric. Cedric. Yeah. Cedric. It's like, but Black Dynamite, I sell drugs to the community. <laughs> <laughs> I was just, I was just extolling the virtues of Black Dynamite to uh, 
to David Keckner last oh, night nice. when we, do, we were doing the music show, and we were. Ta- we, I think we were talking about the Zucker Brothers. Yeah, and uh, and he also just did a parody movie not so, at some point in his career, and he was like, "Yeah, you know, I don't know if I would do it again." You know, and we were just sort of talking about how, like, no one, you know, at least with at least with Airplane, you loved the characters. You actually, at the core of it, you cared about the story. Yeah, and the and, and it wasn't. No one was playing it like, look at these crazy jokes we're making. Mm-hmm. And every, you know, like, pretty much every every attempt since that or Naked Gun has been, you know, look at these crazy very, jokes. Very winky. Yeah. And uh, and 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 Black Dynamite was the first one in a long time. It was like, yes, you fucking got it right. Yeah. And yeah. I know, like, last year we spent several episodes going on about yeah, Black Dynamite, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they're, they're making a sequel. They are. Yeah. Oh man. Which is very, very exciting. I hope they figure out a way to bring back Baron Vaughn. <laughs> I don't know what you job turkeys is talking about. <laughs> I am from the streets. <laughs> Which almost sounded like that guy, the uh good good evening, Mr. Kubrick, or what was that guy? Which the, guy? the guy that had that web web video. It was like a something he made in like in the eighties. It was just a video he sent of himself um uh like t- uh acting to it, but he sent it to Stanley Kubrick. Mm-hmm. He's like Hello, Mr. Kubrick. I am an actor, and and then like he does a a, a soliloquy from uh, the Outsiders, and it's just like um, he does he does uh, uh, Johnny's uh, speech at the end. He's all, I'm just scared. I'm scared. And this might be on the internet somewhere. It is on the internet. It was a very big hit. It was one of those first kind of YouTube videos to blow up. You know, I always think about people making videos like that in the '80s before there was a commercial internet. And it's it's like before MTV when they had videos from the seventies or the sixties. I'm like, why did they make these? Yeah, what's there was the point no of this. And I guess they were at the time those those were just promotional things that they would do yeah. to send to radio stations. Yeah, this but was just a weirdo that sent it to Mr. <laughs> to Stanley Kubrick. Didn't work apparently. No, no, it's so funny too because he's just like uh, he's like he's like it's like and millions upon millions of people are devastated that you will not be directing two thousand and ten. <laughs> well, like that's gonna change his mind. Yeah, exactly. So well, I got this one weird videotape. Yeah. In the I don't, I don't call people this much, but that that guy is a Yahoo. He is a he, kookaburra. You yeah. really think millions of people were upset by that? No, I'd say about like you know 10, at the 000. time ten thousand nerds. Yeah, 10, How great is San Francisco? <clears throat> I ah, fucking, fucking love this awesome. town. There's so much good food here. So much good food. The city is it's held onto its history more so than many other cities I've been to. It's like you still get a sense of just the, the way the signage and the, the buildings and everything yeah. like that. So you go to New York and it, it just feels a little more modernized. It has that history, but it doesn't it doesn't doesn't seem like it's held on to it as much. Right. Seattle looks like a modern city. They got mm-hmm. a monorail, you know, shit like that. Like here, it's just like it like it really looks like this could almost be the same as it was in the '30s. You know, like with fucking sailors everywhere and chlamydia rocking the charts. <laughs> Rocking the <laughs> climbing its way up the charts this week is Chlamydia. Yeah. That's another slip for herpes simplex too. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think it's an amazing city. It's it's a like, walkable and there's tons of shit to do. It's beautiful. People are pretty cool. You wear coats all the time, constantly. I love it. Coats all the time. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a big fucking, It's fucking freezing here. It's freezing here. It was actually sunny a couple days before we got here, and then it just got super cold again. I wish I was wearing shorts. Really? I'm not going to lie to you. I you always pants. love well, it. Number one, I appreciate your honesty. Yeah. And number two, we'll get you some shorts. Thank you. We'll get you some he shorts. has shorts. He's I just have shorts. Too I just, it's too cold. So I was like, I'll pull out these pants that are four inches too big for me. Do you, uh, do you, but you, you seem like someone, I, I don't know, I thought you said once that the cold didn't bother you. Not really. I mean, it doesn't, well, I just think that's partly from living in, in Boston. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, my blood has thinned a bit. It does not take long to get acclimated to the uh, pussy tolerance yeah. that in Los Angeles where anywhere else in the country when it's like 40 degrees in the winter, they're like, yeah, we took out our shorts. Yep. But in L.A., it drops to you know 60 and everyone's like, I can't go out. I can't go outside. Uh, that's it's bitterly cold. It's still cold to me. <laughs> it's just a different kind of cold. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, in Hawaii, it, does, it drops down to maybe 72 you know, and like it's like that's like it's like you can almost see your breath, and you're like, "Holy shit, this is rad! This is like in the movie." <laughs> You've never been to the punchline before, and there's, uh, I mean, when you looking around the green room, which is very small, by the way, but it is it is green, it is literally a green yeah, room. Yeah, it's a green room. Uh, ah, it's, it's and just 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 seeing pictures from you know comics who performed here, like pictures in the '70s. I mean, there's a 
There's uh, there's Bill Maher and Paula Poundstone really and a, awesome I mean, and and, and what you have to understand is that all of these pictures, these people all look like kids. Like Gary Shandling looks like a kid. He's wearing a sweat jacket. There's a super young Dana Carvey, yeah. Ellen DeGeneres, still Will got Durst. the mullet, still got the mullet, DeGeneres, still got the mullet. There's a Kinnison, Robin Williams, Warren Thomas, who was a great comic who ah, passed Warren away a Thomas. few years ago. Yeah, yeah, he's great. Uh, a, a Louis Anderson who's looking, who just looks like, I'm Louis. <laughs> Bruce Cherry. Yeah, so it's 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 there's a lot of history. There's a lot of history at the punchline, and I don't yeah. know how long they've been at this particular location. I know this was not the original punchline, but um, but they've been here quite a while, and it's it's a fucking great room to perform in. Yeah, it looks awesome, and this is the place where if anyone's ever heard the stories of Chappelle doing, you know, uh, hours and hours long sets uh, at any place till like six in the morning, this is the club. I did one of those shows because I was supposed to headline, and he, <laughs> oh no, he he wanted to keep performing and they were like do you mind I'm like, i don't fucking care I yeah. it's dave Chappelle for christ's sake so yeah. i opened for him That's uh, awesome. for a couple shows and then I, I saw him do almost four hours which i thought i would hate because you know if when you're around comedy like, like yeah. i can't watch comedy for four hours yeah. and he was engaging the entire time i mean you know it's hard though because even physically it's hard to laugh for that long, your yeah. body—it's hard to keep your body going. But it's—but it's sort of uh, number one, people kind of expect it and they want it. You know, every time you start to get off stage, it'd be like, no, no. It's like when when Ackerman and B.J. Porter used to do those uh, all-night comedy death ray anniversary oh, yeah, shows. Yeah, yeah, people show up expecting to be there for hours and hours and hours, and they. So just managing their expectations, I think, is part of it. Yeah. Who's the guy that Bob Marley is the guy who just did like broke the did he he broke the record for longest comedy? Now a lot of some people may not know that Bob Marley is uh, not the dead reggae singer, but is a white comedian. That was my ex girlfriend's favorite comedian. Bob Marley. That's someone's favorite comedian. Yes. I was a good guy. No, he's great. I mean, it's just but it's weird. It's it's like saying, oh, they get my favorite band is the day Bob Marley. No, see, like the Dave Matthews band, I could say. That like that I could see how some people that's like their favorite band, but it's yeah. like you know like how some bands are just bands that you you're like oh that's just a band it's yeah, like Train like, yeah. it's like oh Train's like my favorite band really that's right. kind of a weird thing so I you're saying you're not band. on the Bob Marley train Bye. I matched up the things you just said <laughs> it's a song I've been working on <laughs> it's coming along it's, it's coming. a bridge it does a verse and music behind yeah, it maybe a little I, I, I just started this week I started playing guitar on stage in front of people which was a very huge deal for me because it you know what, what you learn when you first of all what you learn when you're doing comedy is uh, any any performance medium actually you can nail it at home but it totally changes when you get in front of people and then you have to stay still because there's a microphone and just like the environment of it, it just changes. And so there's a whole second learning curve where you're like, fuck, I totally... That's why so many people, like if they fuck up on auditions, they're like, I totally had this at home. Because when you get in front of people and you feel like, you know, now it's do or die... You you just you you uh yeah your 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 asshole begins to close up really hard, <laughs> and that makes you which tense. is the medical term for what happens. Yeah, well this uh, this man's asshole seems to have closed up really hard. <laughs> he won't I be any use to us now. This week on House, <laughs> that's all it was. They just that was the diagnosis. <laughs> well, it turned out his asshole closed up really hard. <laughs> I watched like three <laughs> houses in a row, and uh, Greta wasn't having it after the second one. She's like, "It's the same thing every time." Every time. I was like, it's procedural, and mm-hmm. I love it. Yep. Yeah. And and he always has to have the house moment of, yeah, of course. an unrelated thing. You can't leave those cones here. No, no, no. Test them uh, for cones. All right. That was a very bad, obvious example. But whatever. I don't, even, I don't even know what the, I don't know, I don't know what having cones would be. Yeah. No, no, it's an eye problem. It's cones. Oh, you have cones. Yeah, you have cones in your eye, right. Yeah. Uh, but like, I like when Wilson is there, and he has the moment, because they... Reference it. At what point do you think they're going to make a joke and put a volleyball on his desk? So when he comes in, <laughs> Wilson. it's Wilson. Oh, yeah, Probably never. Chris. Probably not after this response. <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting way more from this crowd, to be honest with you. No, no, sorry. I you forgot, forgot about yeah, Castaway? I, I forgot about you know the reference that it was kind of The Hank's classic Castaway. <laughs> no, you motherfucker. <laughs> you motherfucker. I needed something to get out of that. Yep. Yeah, yep, you did. You absolutely did. Yeah. Well, I'm doing the I'm doing the Benson interruption today, which should be a lot of fun. You're doing meltdown. Yeah. Are you? You're not doing any shows because you don't have to stand up yet. No. Next, next year, year, I'll yeah. do plenty. That's our goal for you. Next, that's one of our goals yeah. for you. Yeah. I'll uh, be on next year's meltdown. You'll be on. You'll be on. Assuming there's a meltdown. You'll be on meltdown. Yeah. There will be a meltdown, and you will be on it before next year. Because yeah, yeah. it's only January. No, no, no. no. I've done meltdown. 
Oh, in okay. Los Angeles. I'm just talking oh, about sorry, big man. I didn't realize. <laughs> what do you mean? You mean meltdown on the road? Right. Yeah. Yes. The road, um, the road show, the traveling road show meltdown. Yeah. Should we look at uh, do we have questions or? Comments? Yep. Yeah. Something? As a matter yeah. of fact, I I I <laughs> sent out the tweet for emails today. Oh, nice. And uh, we actually got. That's quite a why few. my inbox blew up. Oh, I can't check my. Never mind. <laughs> the email being podcast at nerdist.com. Oh my god, we have shitloads. I don't even know where to start with these. Jesus. Uh, Who's got the funniest name? Okay. Uh, no, I'm not going to read that one. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I and I'm not. I haven't. I haven't pre-screened these. So these might be terrible. Uh, thanks to Jason Carlin who wrote in and said. <laughs> Wondering about your thoughts on comic books. Anything you guys are reading lately? Pet peeves about the industry, like poor productivity leading to delayed books. Is it feasible for the digital markets to coexist with paper? Love the podcast and all great comedians and concepts you point me to, and for always reminding me to enjoy my burrito. Twitter handle at the two, the number two scoops. Um, I'm not really. This may damage a lot of people, but I don't really read comic books. Uh, I don't I have... used to when I was a kid. Yeah. I bought the comic. I bought the. I bought the comic reading app on uh, on the iPad. Yeah. Oh, nice. That is that is gorgeous, and it really is pretty spectacular. Yeah, that's that is it is a good interface. I, um, you know, weirdly, I want to read the. I want to read the Wonder Twins. Oh yeah, yeah. I went to the. Uh, I went to the. I found a, a piece of artwork online of like you know a comic book artist did this most insane, awesome Wonder Twins. I'll, that's awesome. You know what? I'll post it on the website. Look at that. Oh wow. Yeah, uh, an artist named Alex oh, Ross. Wow. Yeah. Oh, Alex Ross. Yeah, yeah. he's great. Yeah. So he's good, and uh, yeah, and, I'll, and, he's and, great. and this actually made me want to want to read yeah. Wonder Twins. Um, I I'm I think I just, I just picked up the uh, the Max Brooks written GI Joe book, which was pretty. Oh, cool. I saw that. It, yeah, Max Brooks who did um, you know uh, the Zombie Survival Guide and, and his Mel Brooks's son and his Mel Brooks's son. Um, uh, he wrote a uh, one-off uh, G.I. Joe book uh, that's in the perspective of the uh, Cobra Commander. And at the very end of his book, does it say, uh, knowing is half the battle? Yeah, G.I. Does, Joe. Does he do like a little lesson? Yes, he does at the very end of it. But if for, your for, friend for is on fire. Yeah, 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 exactly. I've re- I read, uh, occasionally I'll read Star Trek and uh, Doctor Who comic books in Barnes & Noble on my lunch break. They're okay. Um... Let me. Okay, hear the clock ticking. Well, I mean, we'll let it. Some of I'll snip this out. Uh, Jason Smith says, "Just a quick note to say that I really like the midweek guestless show." Well, that's good because this is one of those. <laughs> to be honest, though, I have found Vader Pussy to be a wretched hive of scum and villainy. <laughs> well done. Yeah. Well, that's well done. A good Vader yeah. Pussy. Well done, Jason Smith. That is a good Vader Pussy. Uh, okay, someone with a crazy numerical email at att.net. <laughs> Why don't you ask Liam Lynch to come on the show and you guys could talk about Doctor Who for three hours. Done! Yeah. George Lucas, oh, uh, not George Lucas, <laughs> but a guy who has George Lucas in his email. What if it is George Lucas? That'd be really weird. It's not George Lucas, You though. know the world's ending, guys, in 2012. <laughs> there was a joke. Hi, I'm new to the gaming business and wanted to see if you would help promote uh, our company, Brickwall Games, Colossal Productions, and Warehouse Games. Thanks you if go. you do. Done! Send us a check. That was an easy one. Send us a check. <laughs> that was an absolutely easy one. I'll take a dollar. Okay. Uh, from Mark uh, Mark McKinnis. Mark says, McKinney's writing? No, not Mark McKinney. Oh. Not, uh, not of Kids in the Hall. Uh, actually, I used to hang out with Mark McKinney quite a bit. As <laughs> oh I am, my God, uh, Kevin! I am Kevin McDonald, and uh, <laughs> you may have appreciated some of my work in Invader Zim. I think there's a uh, cat on your head. There's a cat on my head! Cat on my head! <laughs> I've not done my Kevin McDonald for it Kevin McDonald. So... I'm, I'm, I'm really nervous about doing it in, it's in front of him. It's very accurate. Yeah. It's very good. He, we happen to be in the same vocal range. Like, I used to be able to do ALF when I was a kid, but uh, I can't do it anymore. Oh, here's one. Uh, Matt Hubble on Twitter asked, Did you record number 56 before lunch? You sure talked about food a lot. Yes. We, yeah, right we afterwards, to... we all ran to go get not food. Only did we, not only did we record right before lunch, but we were all on crazy diets. Yes. Yeah. So, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Mark McKinnis says, which, uh, which one of these ten magical items would you choose and why? Oh, my God, it's a list of ten. Jesus. <laughs> 
Number one, a pot that can produce a thousand kilograms of any food a day. Next. All right. That's a pretty good one, though. Two, a bracelet that keeps weather perfect wherever you go within a 250-kilometer radius. Nope. Don't care about that. Three, a necklace that allows you to touch... Why does it have to be a necklace or anything? Why can't it just be you have the power to? Okay. Yeah, exactly. A necklace a necklace that allows you to touch books and instantly absorb knowledge from them without mm, reading. Not bad. Oh, not matrixy. Bad. I like it. Four, an unlimited bottle of perfume that will make you wildly attractive to the opposite sex. Is this person 12 years old? Because that's what it sounds like. Wouldn't it be awesome if there was a perfume that just made girls' pants explode off? It's called Love Potion Number 9. Yep. Uh, you that, thank you. They did a movie. Yeah, Sandra, yeah, they did the movie. Sandy Bullock. Yep. 34th and Vine, right? That was... Uh, oh, you know what? You know what? He was very... Okay, you know what? He was very, he was very thoughtful. An unlimited bottle of perfume that will make you wildly attractive to the opposite sex. Parentheses... Or same sex if you're gay. Cool. Oh, right. uh, which cannot be used on anyone you love. Oh, oh there it lies the rub. Oh, man, what a Twilight Zone episode. <laughs> Someone just watched Bruce Almighty. You can be God, but you can't make anyone fall in love with you. <laughs> the real miracle is a woman who has raised kids and no... <laughs> 19 no years. The real lesson we learned... No, the real lesson is that it's awesome to pull the moon closer to the Earth. That was pretty 300 cool. 300 yards of foulness. Yeah. I don't even want to. I can't even understand. <laughs> I tried so long. I tried the longest time to do a bit where Morgan Freeman was just narrating every movie. And it was him narrating Revenge of the Nerds. They're like, standing in what must have been 300 yards of pig filth, those nerds decided they would have their revenge. I believe it's shit-smelling foulness. Yeah. yeah. I don't even want to imagine. Number five, a watch that allows you to reverse time by a minute or less per day. Yeah. Is this guy just watching uh, movies like Click and uh, Love Potion number nine? I and think then so. just kind of. And then emailing people about it? Yeah. Six, a bell that when rang fixes any one object at a time, excluding, li- excluding living things, within a minute. These are very. That would be helpful. This guy is a lawyer dreamer. It That's what he is. Yeah. Like, there's all sorts of weird caveats. Yeah. Number seven, a chocolate bar with 12 pieces that makes anyone else who eats a single piece invincible and youthful until the age of 160. What the fuck is this guy? He is awesome is what he is. What a, what a weird arbitrary. Until the age of 160. Yeah, of course. Oh, couldn't I just eat another fucking piece of candy and get another 160 years? No, because by 160, you're just like, you're done with life. It's like, that's some things aren't yeah. last, meant to last that long, you know? Wait, is it 100... So the age of 160 or is 160 years? I think it's the age After, of 160. Yeah. yeah. Okay, number eight. No fuel required, maintenance-free, eight-person van that can take you anywhere on the planet within one second. Does it have cool wings? Is it the mystery machine? Uh, I think it's probably just the mystery machine. Mm-hmm. Number nine. A remote control that allows you uh, and another person to change superficially into anyone you want. The eff- <laughs> This guy is a DM. He's a dungeon master. The effect lasts until you decide to revert. Jesus Christ. Okay, all right. Number ten. <laughs> I get the logic behind this one. I get the logic behind this one. <laughs> I can't see it. <laughs> you want me to handle that one? <laughs> I can't see it. It's so ridiculous. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. Number 10. An immortal dog that poops out one gold coin every time it goes to the bathroom. <laughs> I love that he made it immortal. Like you'd oh, have it forever, you'd have it forever. But then you'd have to pass it down to your kid and their kids. <laughs> so those those ten lists were. That was just question number one. Um, I don't know. Uh, I'm torn between dog with gold poop. Yep. And the uh, absorb any book instantly. Here's mine. It's a uh, dog with uh, gold poop, but not because of the gold poop. It's because the dog is immortal and you never have to worry about your dog dying. And that's like a horrible thing that people have to go through. And just the that. benefit is he, he shits yeah, gold. Yeah, that's like the benefit. You know? Okay, I would go with the chocolate bar that keeps you youthful and invincible to the age of 160. Okay, but that was all. 12. What? That gets dicey because you're like, oh, here, mom, here, dad, and then you're down to 10. And then you give it out to other people. And then you gotta give it to some, like your best, you give it to Furman. You think you couldn't get blown for giving a piece of invincible chocolate? I mean, I think, I think that's a pretty, pretty good bargaining chip. Uh, okay, so we both picked other things. Those ten were just the first question. Question number two, is going to the movies alone weird? Not a surprising follow-up to the previous question. Not uh, remotely surprising. I'm going to say no. I've done Not it. at all. I did it a bunch growing up. I uh, actually yeah. saw two movies in one day by myself, uh, which one was uh, Casper, yeah. the Casper movie. Sure. You rest. weren't scared? No, no, no. Were you I super did. excited when Dan Aykroyd showed up? Yeah, I was. Uh, and then, uh, and then uh, the, second, um, the second one was uh, Tales from the Hood. 
Ah, uh, I saw the both of those in the same day, which I, I just re- recently rewatched Tales from the Hood, and it's it's quite fun. My uh, my roommate Heath went to the movies when he wanted to see the Cable Guy again, so he told his mother, "Oh, I'm meeting Matt at the movie theater." So uh, and it was a Sunday. I usually went to my grandmother's every Sunday, so I'm meeting Matt at the movie theater, and uh, you know he's already in the theater, and his mom's there, so I need to go. In. And his mom brings him to the movie theater. He goes into the movies. And I, just by happenstance, one weekend we didn't go to my grandmother's house, so I called his house, and I was like, is Heath there? And uh, she said, no, no, Matthew, he's not there, right, he's not here, he's at the movies. So his mother goes to pick him up, and uh, Heath gets in the car, and she goes, how was the movie? And he says, it's good. Oh, and how's Matthew? Like, oh, he's good. He already left. And she goes, liars! <laughs> Which is such a weird, innocuous thing, because he just didn't want to admit that he was going to the movies alone. Yeah. Well, it, it was also the fact that we were 12-ish. So, I don't even know how old we were. We Not old enough to go to the movies by ourselves. Oh. In our parents' eyes. Oh, okay. So yeah. it really was kind of a fucked up thing. Yeah. But it was in funny. parents' eyes. Uh, question number three was, like how do you pronounce this name? And he wrote D-A-5-I-D. Yeah, it would be a David. Could be a David or a Defivid. Defivid? I'm going to say Defivid. Yeah. Uh, great. Thank you, Mark McInnes, for uh, a delightful, delightful uh, question Yeah. in several parts. And way, way to get your creative writing chops on the show. That's a really clever way of doing it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it worked. Uh, let's see. Let's just take one more. Uh, Louis Oranga says, what's your opinion on Paul Rubens making a comeback with his character? Uh, I think it's awesome. It's amazing. Uh, I saw the show, the live show, uh, when it was uh, downtown at the Nokia, Club Nokia. It was one of the most uh, amazing shows I've ever seen live. I was smiling really hard the whole time. Everybody was uh, really, really into it. And then that night, I saw my first date with Deanna. Really? Yeah, yeah. When uh, we went to go see They Might Be Giants... At the Largo, that was a great fucking. Oh my day. god! You saw P- you saw the Pee Wee's Playhouse and they might be giants. And and I made out with my girlfriend for the first time. Yeah, yeah. That, that's and cool. we had a malt from Canters. God, fuck it! What a great day. What that, happened the next that day? Maybe one of the best. What happened the life. next day? Oh shit! And the next day was the first episode of the Nerdist podcast recording. Are you serious? Greatest weekend ever. It was, the, it was, it was, the, couple it was days. the Saturday before. It was Saturday night before. Why am I talking before. in this register? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, which is next next week. Do you know what I think is really important week, to do? Yeah. And, I, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take it all sincere for a second. I think when you have days like that, and you know that they're super awesome days, you need to write it down, like everything that happened on that day, because I just think it's a good thing to keep record of those things. Because you know, so, yeah. like nerdy people tend to beat themselves up a lot, and so you know when you when you kind of go into those to those uh, spirals of eh, everything sucks and of course everything fucked up and nothing ever goes then you can look back and be reminded like oh yeah that, that was a day where everything went right it is possible and, and I can still you know I can be yeah. retroactively thankful for this cool day that I had you gotta be able to remember your greatest hits collection you <laughs> it's know? true because uh, you know you, you like you think back and you just you kind of get run down as you go day to day and stuff like that and like, you gotta be able to remember go fucking that was a banner day you know that that was a that was a good. This, I, this is gonna. I'm. I'm gonna sound a little. I'm gonna sound a little uh, silly for this, but I at at the end of the year, at the end of last year, I made a. Uh, I made an accomplishments list of everything that I was proud that I did in 2010, and then it helped me kind of build a you know like a loose goal list for 2011. Like here's what I was able to do this year, and and and, and then in, in each category, like work wise, relationship wise, yeah. you know. Uh, Whatever else wise I do, and 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 it really and it was nice. And as I was doing it, I kind of got the charge of sort of reliving those moments, and it was really nice. It was yeah. a really nice thing to do. Yeah, yeah. And then I didn't, you know, then you don't feel like such a tool bag. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. you're like, oh, sometimes I don't fuck up. That's nice. Oh, really? <laughs> I should do that. You will. You're going you will. to. 2011's your year, bro. Hope so. 2011. I've been waiting. 20 double hockey sticks. And that's going to be that's going to be awesome too because people are going to be able to track it. Like this is going to be basically a uh, a diary. We're your living diary. Yeah. Well, this is this is like kind of like what uh Tim Ferriss was talking about on the podcast you may have heard yet or not. I don't think it's going to be probably up yet. not have it's heard not yet. Be up yet. Soon you'll hear but but what like what he was saying about people who have a success rate when they post pictures of their food they're eating and so because on they're accountable to because they're accountable yeah. and, and you already got people uh telling you emailing you twittering you. Yeah. So let's twittering let, you. Let, let let's think yeah, that's so, that's so 2007. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> uh, let's talk about like what are what are a couple things that you want to accomplish this year? We know that you want to be able to sustain yourself without having to go to a nine to five job or, or by nine to midnight. five <laughs> put you a nine to midnight job. <laughs> um, so what what do you what do you want to do? Uh, what do I want to do? I want to 
finish, uh, get a writer's packet together. Okay. I want to do that. I want to finish uh, my pilot script that I've been writing. Okay. That's got three pages on it and been sitting right. in my head for years. Uh, Is it a sequel to the movie Freebie and the Bean? <laughs> prequel. Okay. Prequel. Good. Uh, I'd like to, uh, and I, I want to do stand-up enough so that I can... Uh, make some money with it. Did you write any of this stuff down? Never. Write it down. Okay. Yeah. Write it down so you can remember it and look at it. And you need to, you know, not to get all new agey, but there's something that happens when you write stuff down that, like, brings it into the physical world and out of your head. Because if yeah. it's in your head, it's just this weird sort of cloud of, yeah, I don't know, there's stuff that I gotta do and it's overwhelming and I don't know what to do. Write it down so you can see it. Yeah. And then and then you can start figuring out how yeah, you're gonna do it. I got this one. Remember the Olympics episode of Doctor Who where the little girl that like you know makes the drawings and yes, then they come to yes. life? Exactly. She you're gonna be that little things. girl. You're gonna be that little girl. You're gonna okay. write you're gonna scribble those things and it's gonna come out of a garage. And then you're gonna meet Karen Gillen. That could be on the list. She's so much taller than me, I imagine. I don't know how tall she is. Well Matt Smith was pretty tall. He was taller than us, right? Yeah, he's taller than us. Not taller than Jonah, but Jonah right. wasn't there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because uh, Jonah, Jonah's almost Conan-sized. Jonah is Conan-sized. Yeah. I'm actually, uh, I'm the size of uh, John Cusack, it turns out. Are you serious? John Cusack's a big guy? We yeah, talked yeah, about yeah. that on the podcast, I believe. Uh, did no, we talk about it when I got Where that, was those jeans? Yes, that's yeah, right. The jeans, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah weird. And I was standing next to him once at a party. I don't know how I got there or why he was there, but like... Uh, I, I I remember like being next to a guy. I'm like, holy shit, this guy's like my fucking same size. And then he turns around, like John Cusack. Now, did you freak out? Be like John Cusack, and then he grabbed you and went, "You must chill." <laughs> did that happen? <laughs> I wish he seemed like a dick, so I didn't talk to him. Well, anyway, if he does listen to the podcast, please he's, come he's on. invited to come on. Yeah, prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong, Cusack. Star, prove me star wrong. Of my favorite all time movie, High Fidelity. Yes, it is a great movie. Yeah, that's yeah. my favorite. Ever. Well, I think this is a good place to wrap up the uh, the midweek guest listeners podcast. Yeah. Uh, and everyone, thanks, thanks so much. For, oh, wait, wait, what's the <coughs> third one? I think I'm going to put this one up second because, you know, because we're at Sketchfest and we've just talked about Sketchfest yeah. and I feel like it's relevant this week. So yeah, exactly. This isn't going to mean anything to the people at home uh, or wherever you listen to this, but we'll, yeah. <laughs> the second one we record will go up third and this, the third one will go up second. So I'll put this one up this week. Yeah. Uh, so with that said... Uh, Everyone, we we want to thank you so much for listening to the guest list. Yes, uh, we, people really. I thought they were going to be like it had it, snore. I yeah, was. Yeah. It, it's had uh, like last I checked, fifty eight comments on yeah. Nerdist.com. No, it's really. And it's all really of them are awesome. positive. It's yeah. it, it it is it is overwhelming and 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 uh, I, I almost got a little misty, you guys. Yeah. I almost got a little misty because uh, <laughs> I always just assume like yeah, it's the guest. yeah, it's the yeah. guest. People listen to the guests, and then you know to have people be like. No, we like you guys too. Yeah, no, it's a really, it's a really awesome feel. Like in all sincerity, yeah, like yeah. this is great, and it's a, it's awesome to be able to get to just talk with you guys and some of them. Yeah, so if you have other questions or comments, you can email us at podcast at nerdist .com. And also, I did start a nerdist uh, Facebook page, um, which it's okay, Chris. I know, Chris, I know. So far, it, the business. You know what it is? It is, and, and and normally I would never say, hey, join the Facebook page. But, you know, as we're looking into getting sponsorships, as we're looking to try to emancipate some people on this podcast from their, from their jobs, you know, it, like when you, when you go to sponsors, one of the things they like to know is that you have a strong Facebook group because yeah. that means a lot to marketing people. So Yeah, but just like join the fa Facebook page there and, is like, a, and like come and hang out. Like it's like this is like it's a way to just kind of like for us to know who Go ahead who, and friend you me on. on I, don't have the, I don't have the crazy, the, the URL that I want is Facebook slash Nerdist, but that's connected to my personal page uh, yes. where I am unable to accept Why any more friends. Why do you go to Nerdist Podcast? What? Nerdist Podcast. Because well, it's, it's not just a podcast it's for the Nerdist it's for uh, all the Nerdist see, stuff okay. and so I'm trying to get Facebook to move it over and they said they would but that was weeks ago and it doesn't really seem to be high on the priority list for hold some on, reason. Hold on, I'm going to call Zuckerberg busy. right now. Hey, you want to call Mark? He was busy on SNL work? last night. Uh, but uh, yeah, so I, don't, I, I guess you would just have to search Nerdist and there's a few different Nerdist pages, but the official one is the one that has the laser logo on it, and it will it will probably have the most yeah. uh, fans or friends or whatever uh, on there. So join that, interact with us on there, and uh, again, thank you a billion, billion, million, billion times for, for listening, and yeah. uh, Matthew, do you want to get it this week? Oh, uh, enjoy your burrito. Is that what you meant? Yes. Yeah. yeah, I did it. Well played. It sounded it. nice. Right? Yeah. You did a good... I want you to. Enjoy I really want you to. Enjoy your burrito. Please. That's like a spaceship call sign. It is. Everyone, as we go to Zaxxon 5, I want you all to remember, <laughs> thanks for flying, Coolestrian Airlines. 
Equestrian. It's like it's like a Colestrian. The Star Tours. Okay. First of all, first I thought it was a horse-shaped spacecraft. Equestrian Airlines. What is the? What is the? What is? Does anyone remember the like the transit system in Star Tours? Like what is it? Oh, it is Star. It's Star Tours. Oh, it's a FedEx truck. I thought Star Tours (laughs) Transit. Someone will tell us on the internet. Yeah. Star Tours. Find out. You know, I, I I used to go on Star Tours all the time. Uh, and as you know, I have an annual pass to Disneyland, and I went again a couple of years ago, and I got violently ill. Because it wasn't synced up anymore. Really? It was just off enough to make you violently ill. It worked. Is like, that a thing that was happening? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Halfway it, through, like, I got this really sharp it's pain in the pit of my yep. stomach, and, and I got the my mouth tightened, yep. and the, the, the yeah. water... You had like, to close your eyes, right? Yeah, the drool, the, the mouth watering started to be like, hey, let me just lubricate this, so you can uh, <laughs> spew some puke out of there. It'll sting less. Yeah, because it, it wasn't like you are moving. Trust me, you'll appreciate it. You'll thank me later. Thanks, yeah. thanks, Salivary Glands. It was off just a little bit, the hydraulics on there. Oh, okay. And, they, well, and well, now they're, they're reopening it. it. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm not excited about it. No. Because the trailers showed a speeder, not a speeder race. What do they call those things? The pod racing? Pod, pod racing. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to see pod racing? I don't really care for pod racing. Well, maybe you'll enjoy it as a ride. You're right. All right. Much like I enjoy burritos. Well played, sir. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Nancy's love story could have been ripped right out of the pages of one of her own novels. She was a romance mystery writer who happens to be married to a chef. But this story didn't end with a happily ever after. When I stepped into the kitchen, I could see that Chef Brophy was on the ground, and I heard somebody say, call 911. As writers, we'd written our share of murder mysteries. So when suspicion turned to Dan's wife, Nancy, we weren't that surprised. The first person they look at would be the spouse. We understand that's usually the way they do it. But we began to wonder, Had Nancy gotten so wrapped up in her own novels... There are murders in all of the books. ...that she was playing them out in real life? You can listen to Happily Never After, Dan and Nancy, early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts.